to the uh, Jawadian <laughs> podcast. Uh, on today, we have uh, Fatima Muhammad. Uh, a new guest. A, a new guest. A, a nurse, <laughs> someone from the, the healthcare community. That's a first oh, for Lord. us. That's and uh, a mother, yeah. a family member, a Jawadian. <laughs> Welcome. The third Mama. member of the Jawadian clan. Third member. Thank mm-hmm. you for Oh, I'm the third. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. Uh, I do go by the name Fatima Rahim, though. So I just want to clarify that. I am a registered nurse and I am a mother. The mother of I. The mother of I. I was going to say I was the mother of one of the people, but that's fine. Um, okay. So today we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah, British soldiers, about 100,000 of them, black soldiers, mm-hmm. or they weren't all black, but, you know, the majority, uh, mm-hmm. were, they were not properly honored from uh, World War One. was it? Apparently, they were all buried, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them were buried in the same graves together. They weren't uh, given any proper funerals or even recognition that they were in there. And people are, like, grinding uh, the British government for something like this. So what do you all think? Why is this coming up now? That's, that's like yeah. my biggest concern. And why do people always get so up in arms about racial issues that happen during very strenuous racial times? In 2021, yeah. why are we getting that upset about something I think, that happened? I think it's happening now because it's, none of this was ab- actually known. Like all of this is starting, like all the people are starting to come to light um, because they, their names are on paper because they were registered as soldiers. And people okay. mm-hmm. did their little investigation and they found all these people that uh, were in the army and fought their fought for their country and were not right. recognized. They weren't even, con- they were buried in the same graves with other people. Right. Like, you know, like huge yeah. graves, just a bunch of bodies dumped in there and people are it's, pissed. That is interesting. And I, I wonder, I wonder how deep Americans are getting into this when we have absolutely without burying even while they were alive we didn't we treated the tuskegee airmen the same we treated the navajo code talkers right. the same we treated the, the puerto rican battalion the same so it's kind of interesting to me I, i'm just wondering has this reached is this like something being discussed in the u.s where people are saying that's so wrong you know look at england look at what they're doing but some mm-hmm. most of the tuskegee airmen they were honored first off by obama and then they were honored posthumously they were all like already gone so i think the idea of correcting it at this time or or re-saying something about them or maybe giving something to their families i'm all for that but what what irritates me and i'm gonna say irritate because why is it why is it that people always act so shocked you know what i mean oh my god like i don't i don't fully understand that why the outrage when we know how strenuous those racial times were and what 1914 are you are you kidding me right now that was even before yeah. you know what i mean outrageous world war one not world war two people so, want reparations well, the airmen was world war two i just use them as an example right and, and so this yeah. situation is world war one so that was even before the 40s so it's like uh-huh. you know what i mean it's like okay we knew at that time that there was no there was not going to be any proper recognition people of color were just used and, and abused and literally discarded so the mm-hmm. fact that they're but in graves that, together is horrible, yeah, but it doesn't surprise great. me. Yeah, so there was, uh, 
when I read the article the first time, because I read it over a couple of times and other ones, um, I read it wrong. And I thought that it was white troops, 100,000 plus white troops that were not honored yeah. and stuff. And I thought that today, uh, in 2021, they were not being honored because they were racist. I don't know how I got all this from it, but I did. I thought that they were not being honored because they were racist. Yeah. And I was, I wanted to raise the question for debate. Uh, is that justified that they're not honored? All the stuff that they did uh, just because they're racist. Mm -hmm. Like, are their lives cared about? Lives don't matter at the end of the day. They're still, like, living beings, so, That's like, you should respect that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like whatever your accomplishments are, you still accomplish that. It's kind of like when I was growing up, my favorite wrestler was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he was. He was, like, every kid's favorite wrestler. Right. He was mm -hmm. on the A-team. He was hanging out with, you know, Mr. T and all that. And then years later, to you know, hear people talk about recordings of him being so racist and them talking about, you know, I don't know if they did strip him of his, like, wrestling titles or if they just talked about it. But I was like, I, I think it's disgusting that you think that way about other races when you've wrestled right. with famous Black people and, and right. you have so many Black fans. But at the same time, he, he did, he was a great wrestler. That's how I feel. He, right. he did I, accomplish all those things. I think also that people discount the families that people grew up, if you consider his age, like what era yeah. he grew up in, I'm not by any means justifying, you know, right. discrimination right. or anything, but I think right. that we, we, we don't give people, I don't want to say credit because you don't get credit for that, but I'm just saying right. you grew up during a certain era. So yeah. some, I don't know what, at what time frame he said something racist, but I'm just saying right. if he right. said something in his teen years or, or, or 50, I don't know, 30 years ago, or I'm not saying 10 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we just rush was, to cancel people. I think it was definitely a modern time that he was okay. saying what he was saying. But even with that, I still believe if you if you walked, if you were a great astronaut, if you discovered a cure for cancer, and if you think about it, think real deep about it, right. a lot of our great, quote unquote, you know, great people, explorers, um, scientists, you know, you can pull examples out of history. They were racist. That's the culture that 100%. they grew up in. They yes, still they made those, yeah. And at the same time, they still made those discoveries. So, and and mm. hold on. Can I? Can yeah. I say something? Auntie Yana and Auntie Fatima, or more importantly, Auntie Yana, you're always one to talk about the past or like the the generation mm -hmm. certain people grew up in. I'm right. just like, yeah. um, these people were revealed to be in in a. They have like certain uh, beliefs, but like that still mm -hmm. like their beliefs and what they did taint those actions now in the minds of people of today I get like that. like that's they're not the same person anymore that, that did this they just mm -hmm. they're just a racist yeah. that did this anymore they're right. not like this isn't hulk hogan anymore this is a racist it's yeah. different now because it's seen differently the actions are seen differently and now the actions aren't yeah. like as impressive or as like impactful anymore because like oh i'm not gonna respect this person anymore i'm not gonna respect what he did anymore or like certain things like yeah. that but i don't agree um, with that i don't agree that you can just wipe the slate clean of everything that someone has done and all the impact that they've put on people you know yeah, let me let me interject on this go ahead interject. Mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't know much about the topic that lalo had initially brought up with the soldiers right. over right. In, uh, in, you know uh, i don't know much about that topic at all but what i can say is i, I don't think that it taints um the legacy but it taints the public perception um yeah, i think if sure. we go back and say hey you know these guys were racist they're just devils who achieved something 
within their own right, their own craft. You know what I mean? It doesn't make uh, the crime of being a hateful bastard any less hateful. It just means that you're okay. a hateful bastard who played uh, baseball or something. No? Yeah. Pretty much it. It's it's kind of like uh it's kind of like uh Bill Cosby. I always talk about Bill oh, Cosby. Lord. I, oh lord. But I the, all the all the great things that he did for the black community and then you find out that he was who he, who he was. I think in that case yeah. in that case I could I don't know. It doesn't no, necessarily change. Action. Hold on. I think I think well, the issue here I think the issue here with saying the Bill Cosby saying mm-hmm. in, in relating that situation is because yeah. The aspect that people cite as Bill Cosby's impact is his mor- is on the basis of his morality, right. not on the basis right. of what he right. achieved. In his I agree. That's saying, true. That's hey, true. so he he was a, he was an individual who purported himself as this pioneer of morality and instilling of family values and all of those right. uh, different things. Mm-hmm. When in, when in reality he was a hypocrite. Yeah, and it was his actions too. It wasn't just to say, you know, guess what? Let's say if we did reverse racism, we say, oh, guess what? We found a all this whole time, you know, found a secret recording that Bill Cosby just said, you know, uh, you know, young women should be if a young woman dresses a certain way, she should be treated a certain way or something like that. Like there was just an opinion. He it was actions. He was going out there and actually doing you know, horrendous things. Do I think it erases everything from before? I don't. I don't. I see his hypocrisy. He still, there were, there was goodness in what he created, but at the end of the day, in the dark of the night, you know, it's kind of like our governments, he's doing, you know, terrible things that he shouldn't be doing. And it does taint, it does taint taint his legacy. It definitely does taint When, I think when the question is surrounding Bill Cosby, it does reduce the legacy because yeah. of how much he's looked at on the basis of having a good moral standing because the public yeah. judges oh, him so for having a good moral different. standing but then he he turns that on his head when it comes out that he doesn't whereas like Hulk Hogan we're not judging him based off of a, a purported moral standing that okay. he's that he's said he's had he's just mm-hmm. a guy who's done wrestling, wrestling. We judge him based off of wrestling. And then when we find out that he said evil things, now we have to say, okay, you might be a great wrestler, but you're an evil, hateful bastard. So no more money for wrestling. Wait, we can curse? <laughs> yeah, we, y'all been cursing for like, since episode one. Hey, if I can't say nigga on the podcast, uh, as, lo- as, as long as long as you're not uh, using it for hate speech, you're, you're pretty good. You're fine. Um, but Four. let me let me I gotta I gotta really great segue. Oh, wait, wait. Why was my name mentioned? Give me give me the floor real quick. I got a perfect okay, segue, it. right? Take it okay. So on the on the on the Bill Cosby thing real quick, it's it's yeah. dangerous to idolize people so much because at the end of the right. day, there he's just a, he's just a man. Yeah, he's doing good, but he's a man and nobody is perfect. Right. Um so it's dangerous to idolize people and hold them on such high standards. Here comes a segue. I, here goes the I don't think it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Not there yet. Speaking of idolization, mm-hmm. DMX. Yes, let me take this one. I'll lay this one. Oh Lord. Okay. Oh, he's taking it away. All right. Rest in peace to uh, rest, rest in peace, peace to DMX. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Today, I wanted to share a bit of, uh, a bit about the late artist and his history for mm-hmm. those who may not know. So, DMX oh, okay. formerly. Formerly known as Earl Simmons, passed away on April 9th, 2021, at the young age of 50. 
As an accomplished rapper, he had numerous musical accolades, including five five back-to-back platinum albums. For some context here, a platinum album is any musical album that sells over one million copies. He did that five times in a row, with the first two albums being released within the same year. Okay, right. and not oh, not and the only modern comparison to that feat would be probably a, fu- a future release, I believe, that happened at some point. On top of that, this was this was all done prior to s- some of those uh, album and album bundles that we've been seeing with artist bundlings, merch, and stuff like that right. on social media. And, um, that was before yep, that era. Uh, yep. So heralding from uh, Yonkers, New York, DMX first bro- broke onto the musical scene as a battle rapper. His first album, the number one album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot, was released in 1998. Some notable producers on that album include Dame Grease and Kasim Daoud, a young hey. DJ and beat maker. Or social media people probably know him better as Swiss Beats or the guy in the photos that's married to Alicia Keys. During, during the late 90s, there was a void in hip-hop left by the passing of icons like Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur. Wink, wink. And although that, void was rapidly be, although that void was rapidly being filled by the shiny suits of uh, P. Diddy and Mace and Bad Boy Records, DMX brought a different, darker subculture to the rap scene. Yeah, he was super although other acts have dabbled in horrorcore rap. I find it worth arguing that none have done more to establish and advance the genre of horrorcore rap that the way DMX has. And there have been many, there, there were many dichotomies at play within the lyricism and delivery of DMX musics. On one hand, he sang those melodious tunes of upliftment and slipping one more road to cross. And on the other hand, he delivered these high energetic anthems of gritty delivery and stories of an underworld and and artists of his caliber and uh, the same level of, you know, the kind of stuff that artists of his caliber and level of fame would not know anything of. And he, he even he even had literal prayers on his album. Yes, five of them. Uh, yep. all, of, all of this was to say that uh, he is deeply and, aggressive, and aggressively impacted uh, the, 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 the whole landscape of hardcore rap with his uplifting mantras of perseverance and uh, his deep self-reflections of morality and God, and they will all be missed. And we hope that the likes of Denzel Curry, Tyler the Creator, Flatbush Zombies, Death Grips, the ASAP mob and so forth and so on continue to uh, carry on his legacy as they uh, hopefully continue to advance the genre of hardcore rap. Wow, that was intense. By DMX. Um, Very. Right. Are you a fan? Is he hold up? Is he not? I know people who uh, were fans. Yeah. He was he he was he was a big thing like he was a big inspiration to a lot of, of people course. not to me not to me because I was out you know th- that's before my time born. but Personally, I was talking yeah. to my I was talking to my uncle the week that it happened and he was he was kind of tossed up because he was uh, he's from Brooklyn and he was very inspired by younger younger is in the Bronx uh yeah. oh my bad my bad and he was you know it, like it was a way for him to escape uh 
all the hardships and everything just get lost in the music or get hyped up and charged up by the uh the hype songs and everything yeah mm. yeah i think it's really I mean, incredible when an artist's music not only can penetrate the generation they were born into but the next generation and yeah the, the subsequent generation listen yeah. to a lot of his songs now like they're still really relevant and the beats yeah. are they're, they're pretty intense so well i even even hailing from that time period <laughs> date myself <laughs> He, I honestly, I didn't listen to his music. Obviously, I didn't really listen to a lot of stuff growing up, but obviously, I knew little songs here and there, and I knew when he went to my brothers or cousins or whatever. But um, my, I don't know, my connection I felt with the DMX was from his background because his dad was Muslim, oh, wow. and you know, being a Muslim woman, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And his dad kind of raised them, trying to keep structure and different things, and then he that. talked about. Yeah, his dad was Muslim. He said the break that happened between the dad and the mom, which is what started the kids on a difficult life, which kind of broke up their family structure, was because I think the dad wanted the mom to be Muslim and she didn't want to. Mm, so it kind of caused a little rift. And the, they split. So the kids, some of the kids went with the dad, some lived with the mom. And then, you know, the mom said, like, she was struggling with multiple jobs. You know, I love that story about, like, you know, a strong story about, like, a strong woman struggling, like, single mom type of thing. Right, right. And then from there, she goes on to, um, unfortunately, you know, she was trying to keep multiple jobs. She had to send them to, like, be with her mom. And they started, you know, running the streets. He said, you know, we found ways to make money. He said, my dad was the first one who taught us about, like, their dad had multiple entrepreneurships. And he's the first one who, like, pushed them into that. Mm. So they all grew up with that type of mentality. But, like she said, they, were, they brought a new life to the street. People found that self-worth walking down the block, and they were that changing the whole community. Yes, yeah. the good yeah. hustle. Once he got out of that little trouble as a youth, you know, he got into the good hustle. So that I don't know. That's my little Brooklyn, uh, not Brooklyn, but Bronx, uh, you know, mentality. Mm-hmm. When I sit down and think back, like, oh, that, you know, that's a big thing for that's me. Beautiful. But yeah, when I heard Dipset, that's how mm-hmm. I used to feel. Like their their beats and everything from you know um, Duke to God and um and and everything that Cameron and them did in the uh, mm-hmm. golden era of hip hop. When I hear those uh, musical melodies and everything, here is something y'all can't understand. It's like that's the one with Freeway. But yeah, you can just feel it. Like, you know, you can feel yeah. the upliftment in the beats and stuff and everything. And, and oh my God. It's funny, Ami, that you say that because he said that about Swizz. He said that Swizz is the one that would come to him and be like, oh, you, he was like, let's do this. He's like, nah, I don't feel like making a song. And Swizz would drop the beat and he's like, ah! <laughs> but I think one good thing you can say that he said. I, to me, because I'm always trying to find things to relate for, like, my black boys, you know, <laughs> so I can, you know, he was just talking about, he said, I'm, all, they asked him about his, like, energy and attitude, he said, I'm always angry, he said, I'm always oh, wow. angry, he said, he was talking about from his upbringing to pain to mistakes to, you know, anything, he said, I'm always angry, but he said, the time that I get to express it and put it out there is through my work, and I was like, mm, he said, when I get in there, and I, he said, I close that door, and I start... <laughs> You can feel it though. Yes, and he said that. Music for sure. Yeah. I think that's a great way to channel what you've been through to put it yes. in your work and put it in your art, and yeah. it adds that extra piece of passion in there. Yeah, uh, what's it it's called? It's also As... therapy. It's a form of therapy to be that's able how I was to express at it. yourself yeah. that way. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's how I look at it. Where other yep. people are getting are being able to be uplifted by that because everybody has right. a struggle. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, I think it's a great way to flip it on the um, positive side. I think Corey, Corey has something to add. Yeah, he, he, he oh, looks like oh, he oh, what? To say. <laughs> oh, I was going to say something. I was like, um, as like a younger generation, I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I wasn't part of the X, uh, the DMX, uh, outbringing. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't part of that. Uh, I was like, a. I was more of a person who was, like, aware of his presence, but not, like, I didn't know who he was. Like, I had, like, remnants. Like, I remember there's, like, a video of my friends, and it was, yeah, it was one of his songs in the back of the video, and, like, it was playing, and, like, uh, me and my friend used to listen to this song all the time. I never knew who it was, but, like, I, like, I liked the video, and, like, we always used to make jokes, like, oh, whenever we play this song, we go crazy, like, you know what I'm saying, on a workout or something like that, and, like, it made you want to run through a wall, and, like, it made you want to run through a wall, <laughs> like, it, oh it, it amped God. you. And we had so much fun playing that song until I realized, oh, it's DMX. Oh, wow. And like, like when I figured out when he died, um, and like yeah. people would like play his songs back, I realized like, oh, this, I, I know his song. I was like, oh, I know his song too. Dang. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow, I, I've been around this person for so long. I have no idea who the hell it was. Like, it's, it's mm. rough. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so interesting. That's powerful right there, though. Yep. That's really that, powerful. That's, that's influence. It. That is like the exact description of make, make you want to run through a wall. <laughs> yep. that, I think I think that's why white people like it too, like because it's like it's hard. Yeah, it's like hard. It's hardcore. That's incredible. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. So on a a lighter a lighter note, I know Ayana wants to talk about this. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? No, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Oh, it's both foolish and it's it's kind of almost tragic. Almost, it's, it, it's tragic uh, for the human race. For the human race, it's tragic. yeah. Uh, so everybody knows since like I don't know five years ago, uh, yeah. Like gender reveals have like changed. Oh, they're they're no they're no longer like popping confetti. They're 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 doing all kinds of stuff, and apparently. A family in where was it? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. They went into a quarry and bought uh, over the table eighty pounds of no. How much was it? It I think it was eighty pounds. It was eighty pounds. Yeah, Yeah, eighty pounds of explosives and blew it up uh, with (laughs) with blue chalk. I mean, and the sound was so great. Blue chalk included. (laughs) The sound was so great they could hear it like in another like. Uh, city two states over bro. they're calling two it the states over i heard that's how bad it was oh my god yes. oh my it, it cracked somebody's house around the place. uh people are finding finding like cracked foundation in their homes and everything like that brown water and coming out of their faucets i mean whatever happened to just buying a cake i am yeah. so confused <laughs> right now it's, it's, seriously the wildfires in california that right. was because yeah, of a gender universe. reveal. People are going crazy. Are you serious? Yes, yes. that's yes. a gender reveal. Seven thousand people have animals were killed. People were hurt. They lost their homes. People were became yep. homeless because of a gender yep. reveal. Something Yo. needs to be done here. Okay, uh, the man with the explosive really? turned himself into the police. Are you kidding me? Think about what you're supposed to be doing: welcoming a new life into this world. 
and you're you, you said welcoming <laughs> a new life though somebody accidentally mm -hmm. killed themselves trying to do a gender reveal explosion i don't know when but there was you an article the foolishness it's out of control i mean i think you should do something beautiful for your kids i, I think I think I typed up like a little card. <laughs> right. I was having right. my first child, and I was, I gave it to people I loved, and was like, "Hey, surprise!" You know. Right. <laughs> I mean, Sharifa bought a cake, right? She bought a cake, yeah. and then she gave it to the baker. She they did. She didn't even know what the gender was. She gave them a little slip. You cut the cake. It was pink for Rosie. Yay! My goodness. Mm. Wow, there's a baby girl. Like, just stop all of that. Like, or pop a balloon. You know what I mean? Then we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, either go home or go crazy. Let's blow up the quarry. Let's go. I mean, just kill the whole family. <laughs> then the baby's, the baby's an orphan. Like, you know what? What's right, happening right. here? People have completely lost sight of what it means to welcome a family member into the world. So it's 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 like those prank videos. It's this. like those prank yeah. videos on YouTube where first they were innocent things and then they just started stepping their game up to the point where mm -hmm. they were breaching people's oh, private no. lives and, yeah. and actually hurting it's people. But this is like, like ten times worse. I think it's because people. Acres. Lalo, bro. I think it's because certain people I'm always feel like they need to like reap, like go high top, above the bar. Yeah, yeah. Top the next. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, she did. Some, I think people were like shooting balloons. First, there was like a balloon pop, then arrows, then people were, like shooting balloons. So the next person's like, wait, I need to explode an entire quarry and the world will know. Well, I mean, now you're in jail. So I mean, I, I wonder I if the mother had any trauma from her stomach with that. Is she okay? Oh, Is my the baby God, okay? I didn't even think about I didn't even think about that. She should be around that. Omni's face is hilarious. Like, <laughs> it's hey. so bizarre to me. Like, why would you do that? I cannot imagine, like, the family, the mom and dad, the grandparents, everyone's like, this is the way to go. We're doing yes. it big. Like, when the they whole were asked, family um, was on board. <laughs> when they were asked, like, uh, when they were asked about it, they said that um, they chose the quarry because they thought it would be a safe area. So um, you knew this was gonna be stupid. They knew. They knew. They, yeah. they knew this was stupid. They knew this was stupid. They took time and bought over-the-counter explosives until they had eighty pounds of it. And Isn't just it crazy that it. you could buy that much? That's crazy. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he bought it at the same time. I don't. I don't there's no way. There's no way a cashier said this is definitely legal. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mm -hmm. get eighty pounds. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ring you up there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Even from a medical day. standpoint, the amount of the, the dust, the debris that you're creating and for people to inhale, like that, that doesn't make any I mean, sense. The it makes family, absolutely just no sense. throw the whole family away. Yeah. Here's, yeah here's well, one. I, think a, I think it's just a case of uh, stupid. According yeah. to the, uh, if you guys have ever read the, the, the basic laws of human stupidity, the, the third <laughs> law states that. The third law states that a person, a person, a stupid person is a person who causes losses to another person or to a group of persons while himself deriving no gain or possibly incurring losses. And in the second law, it also states that the probability that a certain person be stupid is independent of any characteristics of that person. <laughs> and a person is stupid by way, uh, not defined by any one particular characteristic but a person is stupid in the same way that a person has red hair blue hair or yellow hair or black hair or brown hair wow. so, and, and at no, no point in time should one at no point in time should one ask, underestimate the the degree or the magnitude or level or amount of stupid people within circulation because at any point in time uh, uh, they could fall they could fall off the scale the axis and become stupid 
That's, they say the stupid people are the most dangerous people you could you, because yep, they I are believe like, that. Wildly, I believe that. Wildly no, that I believe. Yeah. It's funny what he said. You know how they say they say it, um, experience is a good school, but a fool will learn and no other. So it's like if you're stupid, you have to go through this. I have to blow up the quarry, and now I know. Yes. You know? yes. Now you know better. Oh wow! Now I know better. Yeah, he's right. But if they're truly the first, stupid, will they not learn? Well, if they're well, truly the, stupid, they now won't he's learn. learned, or she, whomever stupid. decided. Yeah, they know now. They know that was naughty, but so they won't do it again. You, How many you, people have been? Can't be too now careful, man. You cannot be too careful. I saw you, Corey. The, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> the, the first law says always and inevitably everyone underestimates the number of stupid individuals in circulation. I have a question for you, Ami. Why do you have this information ready to go? <laughs> it is a really, it's a really good. It's a really good uh, read. That Can was you please send me that? I'm going to Published by uh, 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 it, a book. Documentary. I think it was published by Cornell University uh, years ago or something. Uh, by wow. Carl, Carlo uh, M. Ciapola. I think that's a, a pseudonym, though. But yeah, he made it, a whole it, a whole article on that. Did it spun him like mess yes, up? And the professor forced him to make art on how stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is uh, and it's it's not just it breaks down how stupidity takes place and everything that it classifies human beings as in uh, four basic categories like uh, the thief, uh, the stupid, the stupid person, the okay. intelligent, okay. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, and 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 one other. So if a, person is like intelligent they they run they don't run the risk of becoming stupid that much but if they're a thief then a thief can be either be intelligent or stupid so it's like (laughs) hold on hold on hold on what do you consider stupid though yeah he explained the definition yeah and and the point is that you can't underestimate the amount of individuals are stupid because if someone is a thief (laughs) in in this context they can at any point fall within the category of being stupid. So you have to be like really careful. And then the help, the helpless category is also directly correlated with the stupid category. So if a person is helpless, also they could easily fall from being helpless into the stupid area or from helpless into the intelligent area. But, uh, uh, but it depends on what level of the spectrum they are in this terms is of a helplessness. Lot. So right, I guess by that logic, all elementary kids are stupid. No, 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 no. no. The no, only thing no. that makes you stupid... Because you think they're helpless? No, no. No, what makes you stupid is when... Uh, so there are two actual parts of the, the side of the thief. So the thief is, is closely related to the intelligent because if he pulls off the steel then he's gotten over with no loss to himself, maybe a loss to someone else because... That would be the that that's the greatest uh, return. It's a loss, a loss that's uh well, a loss without loss to yourself. Okay. Okay. I mean, a win without losing. Without so losing, yeah. The, the thief will cause loss to others, but no mm-hmm. loss to himself. He will gain, but the helpless person will lose for everyone, and the stupid person will cause loss for <laughs> everyone as well. You know. And themselves. And You're so, very and well versed yeah. in this. So the thief oh, who I'm falls into the stupid category causes no. loss to everyone as well. But if you're, if you can be, you can teeter on the line of intelligence and on the line of thief as well because you can cause loss to others while causing greater gain to yourself. And okay. I'm very, okay. I'm very intrigued I'm and concerned at the, same, at the same time because now right. I feel like if 
either Ami's like rating all the guests and he's like, oh, get that category. Oh, that one. <laughs> Today we have a stupid guest. <laughs> <laughs> no. The way, I'm like, no, I'm done. The way uh, yes, you use it, it sounds more like a, like a diagnosis rather than just like an insult, you know? Right. Yeah, it, it does is. sound like a diagnosis. Oh, it sounds very sure. medical. Very yeah. Medical. Okay. So with oh. four minutes left, uh, yeah. this is the platform for uh, your final thoughts. Ahmed, last time, Ami pulled. <laughs> I swear to God, he did that. Oh, I want to crack him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Last oh, are we talking about? Are we talking about? Last NFTs time we today? had a perfect, a perfect uh, outro, perfect. and Ami dropped his final thoughts, and we went on for like another six minutes. <laughs> when he, when he just gave his final thoughts. I mean, so I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad that he did it before our outro. Thank you. This time. So, Ami, you have any final thoughts know. this time? Oh, Anything else? I, was, I, I wanted to know if you guys people. were go, wanted to talk to about NFTs today or no. The I don't think it's enough time right now. Oh, I thought we were okay. yeah. recording. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then we can wrap so, up. So we started from the uh, British soldiers, which I mistakenly, like, completely warped the story in my head somehow. Yeah. And we ended on stupid people. Kids <laughs> culture. <laughs> All right, Corey, this is you. It's great to have another episode. Uh, Auntie Fatima, great to have you here. We love having Aww, you here. Absolutely. Um, amazing participation. Thank you. And uh, don't forget, everybody, we have an Instagram, Facebook, Twitter account. If you're listening right now, hit us up. Follow us. You feel me? We, we, uh, we're, we're growing. Right. We're growing. expanding. And, um, okay, wonderful. It's great to have us here. We're going to have a YouTube channel soon. Uh, Lalo is, has some stuff in the background. He's working on some things. So yes, it's sir. great. So it's great. We're making big things. I um, Play us out, please. Thanks again, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs>